The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. Welcome to I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, 10-year defensive lineman, Lijay Doosable, and I have three great hosts with me. My first host is a former teammate of mine, not just in college, but in the NFL. He went to UCF, the greatest university in the world. Mm-hmm. I played with him at the Jets. He is the CEO of I Am Athlete. Played 13 seasons in the NFL as a receiver. Six-time pro bowler. Brandon Marshall, a.k.a. The Beast. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me clap for him. Clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. Let me introduce my next co-host. Also a former teammate of mine, right? He played... At the University of Pittsburgh, second round pick, 12-year career in the NFL at the running back position. Two Super Bowl rings. My guy, LaShawn, Shady, McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. Easy Work. Easy Work. Crazy <laughs> Easy Work. work. Yeah. Easy it up for Shady. Shady. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, my guy, Adam Pacman Jones, 13-year run in the NFL. First round pick of the Tennessee Titans was one of the best punt returners in the game. Welcome to I Am Athlete tonight, my guy, Pac-Man Jones. So what is I Am Athlete tonight about? Well, this is a daily sports show, but it's not a typical daily sports show, right? This is a show run by athletes. Now, we will have sports topics, but what we want to do is really dive into that experience that we have in our respective fields. Take you into the locker room take you into the field, take you into the arena on the baseball diamond. I'm going to throw it to my co-host, Brandon Marshall, so he can really dive into what I Am Athlete Tonight is all about. Right. I, I think before we can, well, I appreciate you dudes. Oh, yeah. And uh, the amazing introduction is not, I mean, being the host of a show is extremely hard, right? Like when I was playing ball, um, I became, and I'm not trying to be like you and talking third person, like you literally introduced yourself. <laughs> but I was uh, the first active athlete to do full-time broadcasting, and it was a blessing. And, and I say that because, you know, I was able to be under the tutelage of James Brown, mm. you know, Mr. Gumble, um, and Ian Eagle, and so many people from the CBS family, the Showtime family. So I learned a lot, and I understand that being a host is tough. You're the quarterback. You're the boss. And so I'm excited about you, you know, Lee, in this show. Um, 
you know, I mean, from broadcasting boot camp to everything you do S and Y and the Jets and, you know, even in, in college football, like calling games, I mean, extremely dynamic. So I feel like before we even get there, you know, got to highlight you. I mean, you Appreciate really are that. dynamic. Yeah. I mean, because like, you got to think about it. You know, what we're doing right now is disruptive and is legendary. You know, right now, you know, um, you know, there's only a few seats on those other networks. Yeah. Now you're seeing the Pat McAfee's of the world thrive, you know, by cutting the cord and going digital. You're seeing the Dan Lebitars thrive and really crushing it. And I think we have the same opportunity. Um, so, so appreciate you. Um, I am athlete tonight. Got to start with I am athlete, you know, during a global pandemic. It became a cultural social phenomenon. And um, I always, from day one, saw the opportunity for this to be an accelerator and an incubator for talent, right? Like, who else can come with us? You know, you think about all the amazing people that we had before, Channing Crowder, a local local, uh, voice. But, like, man, can you be a dynamic national voice? Absolutely. Fred Taylor, absolutely. You know, Ocho Cinco, why isn't Ocho Cinco on ESPN or yeah, FS1, right? True. Like, but man, this dude is dynamic. His 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 insight, you know, the X's and O's, you know, the cultural talk. You know, I mean, he's he's funny, he's witty, he's quick. So, you know, we have an opportunity to bring others along. And I truly look at I Am Matthew tonight as the next step forward where we're building out a network. And there's other athletes that want to come to our network to create their content launch their shows, tell their stories our way. I'm sick and tired of having other people that never touched the, the, the field, never touched that diamond that you talked about, never stepped in an arena, and, and they control the narrative. The media is extremely powerful. Right here, Sirius XM, there's 150 million active listeners. That's a huge audience. That's huge. Billions of people on YouTube right now. Thank you guys for listening, subscribing. It's extremely important. So this is an opportunity for us to be the next Pat McAfee, to be the next Dan Labatar, to be the next network. So, um, you know, it's it's Leger, Doosable and Friends. Yeah. That's who it is. You're going to have some nights. It's going to be, you know, uh, you and, 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 and Shady, you yeah. and Pac-Man, you, me, Shady, Pac, you know, and Shady, you know, yeah. like so many other people. Auntie Shady. Yeah, we're going to have fresh voices on here, too. So the, the hosts will constantly change. Antoine Walker. Yeah. Who else? Like, there's so many. Brandon Flowers. Right, um, Omar Kelly. That's right. So we're going to have constantly have new fresh voices on here, right? So you're not going to hear the same voices night in and night out. I actually want to get to our other two hosts and, and just talk about when Brandon reached out to you, Shady, to talk about I Am Athlete Tonight. What made you want to get in on this venture? Well, I, I came um, a couple of times <clears throat> and I was on um, the show we had, the podcast, and uh, I just seen like the thing he was building here, man. Something bigger than just what you normally see on TV. Um, you know, I, I see a group of guys, man, that have one goal, you know, and a platform where you could speak about different things other than just other than just the, the normal things you see on TV, you know, other than just, you know, a guy going for a touchdown or the game winning catch. No, I mean, they, they deep, they deep <clears throat> far, far into things that's going on in today's world. I mean, one thing that Brandon is big on <clears throat> is the mental health, something that a lot of players um, don't really address. Yeah. You know, that's something you just kind of deal with, right? It goes with the territory of being a, a football player or athlete. I um, mean, even with the podcast, you see so many different ball players who get emotional, right? And they talk about things that they they dealt with in their in their in their life and, and with their family. So 
I think this thing here, man, is like a, a family that you can open up and let the people and the viewers see um, what it truly means to, to be an athlete, you know, not just from the, the X's and O's or, or hitting a jump shot, but more to like, you know, the things we deal with on a day-to-day basis with our families, you know, our lives and our kids. So that was the biggest thing that, that really touched me where I could come to a platform um, and I could be myself, right? And I could let things out that I never have or, or talk about different topics that wasn't easy to talk about, you know, on different platforms. So I'm just happy to be a part of it, man. Yeah, and before I get to you, Pac-Man, this is I Am Athlete Tonight, Lee J. Doosable, LaShawn Shady McCoy, Adam Pac-Man Jones, and Brandon Marshall. I think Brandon said something that kind of resonated with me, right? He talked about, you know, there's only a few seats at the ESPN, at the at the Fox or other big major media networks. And you see guys like, you know, Dan Lebertard, you know, and also our guy Pat McAfee really taking off via his YouTube channel and Sirius XM. I think there's been a cultural shift, right, with content and creators and guys, you know, willing to go out on their own, right? And and I think I really appreciate, Brandon, for giving us this opportunity as athletes to come on this platform, right, to have our own thing, right, to kind of be our own bosses. I think that's where media is going in today's society. And I don't, I don't, I, I don't think that's talked about enough, like the shift, right, <laughs> right, from, right. from guys leaving, you know, because Pat McAfee was at ESPN. Yep. Dan yep. Lebertard was at ESPN. They decided to bet on themselves, leave, and do their own thing. And I think it's a beautiful thing. So going to, to you know, Pac-Man Jones, when Brandon, you know, came to you, talked about this situation with I Am Athlete Tonight, what, you know, what resonated with you that made you want to come on? Tell um, the truth. No, tell the truth. <laughs> hey, yeah, be honest. Be honest about I, it, too. You came to me. Tell I came to Brandon <laughs> first about this idea probably about six years ago. Oh, wait, no, about six four years, years ago. ago. Well, it was three, three years ago. Right before you. Somebody's not telling Somebody's not telling Three months. Right before you. Well, it, it felt that long. Wow. <laughs> I called him. I said, hey, B, bro, I, I got something I want to talk to you about. I'm like, what? So I got this thing. I, I woke up like, bro, we got to get on camera. I, I just think, man, you, you know, we had already had a connection from doing the other interviews that we've done to get together that which won an award. Um, and I was like, yo, man, um, I really think we should do this podcast. He's like, yo, Pat, <laughs> like the idea, but it ain't going to work. I just, oh, so you didn't have faith, B? Oh, wow. He, had, he was out. already pro- in the prior engagement, I guess. But, you know, I, I sat back and I watched from afar. <laughs> mm-hmm. I texted him here and there. Didn't take it personal at all. You know what I mean? Because good business. At man. the end of the day, everything going to flow back around. You know what I mean? The way it's supposed to flow back around, you know? So, and then I got a call. Actually, I think he paid me more this time than he paid me the last time. <laughs> <laughs> so it all worked out. It all worked out. It all worked. <laughs> but speaking of that, Brandon, when, when you decided to start the podcast, you know, I Am Athlete uh, podcast, it was around the pandemic time, right? Yep. So I talked about the shift guys wanting to you know benefit from their own likeness put out their own you know content instead of working for a big media company what was it that made you want to do it during that pandemic um ownership um you know also like man the locker room is a special place uh we love each other we hold each other accountable there's some dynamic conversations that you know people will pay an arm and a leg to be able to listen yes. to literally what we're going to eventually dive into tonight. And so sitting on, you know, some of these platforms and shows, I didn't appreciate the way we covered the athletes. Mm. And I wanted to sit amongst other athletes, male, female, NFL, 
NBA, tennis, golf, et cetera, et cetera, that can cover the game, talk X's and O's, host, lead, right? <laughs> Which is a whole nother skill set. 100%. But also understood where we come from. Yeah. Like I know later we'll, you'll, you'll take us to Ben Simmons. Yeah. We're okay. able to have that conversation is credible because we sat there. Now you're going to get different opinions. You know, people can come different angles. We're not always going to agree, but that's the locker room, right? We've been there. We've been in his shoes before. So that's the most important part for me. You know, the reality is I walked away from seven figures on the five day a week show I was to be able to dive into this show. And, and, you know, I think we just have an opportunity to be authentic, organic, and have real conversations and still educate and teach the games that we cover. Shady. Wait, wait, dudes, go ahead. Go ahead. Quick. I just want to correct Brandon here. Okay. The guy. <laughs> you said we were in his shoes. I never was in Ben Simmons' shoes. Oh, oh. Right. hold on. We go. We go. We go. Get there. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We got to Whoa. Right. Inside the green room with three-time NBA champ Danny Green. Joel's playing the playoffs. James playing the playoffs. Knowing that they make an emphasis here not to call as many fouls in the playoffs, they're going to change it even more. So they're going to let guys play even more. And the key is to when it doesn't happen, get back on defense. But you got to get back. So. We don't get the foul call. We don't make a shot. We can't let our offense dictate our defense. And that's the biggest thing, biggest change we need to grow in and mature on. Don't miss an episode of Inside the Green Room with Danny Green every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. We back, baby. This is B. Marshall, a.k.a. The Beast, a.k.a. I played for several teams in the NFL. Do you know me? Pop can boy. you name them all? Can you, can you name them all? Listen, last night was magical. Last night was unbelievable. We finally launched this this partnership with SiriusXM uh, on Mad Dog Radio, Channel 82. Uh, phenomenal time for us. I'm sitting here tonight with 
Adam Pac-Man Jones, who's live in Vegas right now covering the NFL draft. Also sitting to my left, I have LaShawn Shady McCoy and then Omar Kelly, the best man on the beat in South Florida and now national voice in sports. How we how we doing, guys? Excellent. It's draft night. It's one of my favorite nights of the year. There we go. So, And that's one of the things that we'll be talking about tonight. We'll be talking about the NFL draft. We'll be talking about Mark Davis on Kaepernick. DraftKings, a partner for us. You know, we're going to dive into some, you know, ways that you guys could potentially make some money tonight. I want to hear from Shady. I want to hear from Pac-Man on their draft stories. We'll dive into that in a little bit. But first, man, I want to start here. I'm about to be bold. I'm about to say something bold, bold, bold. Uh-oh. I think tonight is going to be the best draft ever. Not only because we still don't know who's going to go number number one overall. Usually when you come into these drafts, the last 10 years, we knew who was going to be number one overall. We knew. The deal was already done three, four days before. We don't know. But it ain't going to be legendary just because of the suspense there. It's going to be legendary because we're going to see some superstars traded, big moves. During draft night, Jimmy G, Baker Mayfield. Maybe you got Sam AJ Donald. Brown. What about D- yeah. D- Debo Samuel? Yeah. Omar Kelly? I, I listen, I, I disagree with you wholeheartedly because one, I don't think this is a sexy draft. Mm. Uh, a lot of people are not real. You know, the NFL believes that quarterbacks make a draft. And right now we we've got a, a batch of quarterbacks where a lot of them probably wouldn't be rated higher than the sixth quarterback taken in last year's draft. Uh, this is just not a sexy draft, and I, I disagree with you. I don't think there are going to be any moves made. I don't, I don't think when you look at the money associated with Baker Mayfield, $19 million on one year for Baker Mayfield, I think that's prohibitive of going to really discourage teams from making a deal. They, 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 they want Cleveland to take some of that money off the table for them. Yeah, nobody wants to pick up that that deal with, with Baker. I think his, his days are behind him now. I mean, they made that, that big move down there with uh, Deshaun and they're looking to get rid of him, I, I think. So, but one guy that I do like, and I could be biased, right? But I went to the University of Pittsburgh, and we produced a lot of great players. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. Um, <clears throat> a few. A few. A few. That's a lot. Yeah, a lot. lot. Of stretch. <laughs> no, a, a lot. I mean, every position you look at, we have great players in that position. Right? You're a wide receiver. You know who Larry Fitzgerald is. Okay. Don't, don't act crazy. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> one, one thing I noticed, right? Kenny Pickett. Okay, this guy, man, he's most rookie quarterbacks, right? Especially lately, they want them guys to go in there and play early, play now, right? The old traditional quarterbacks had to wait maybe a year or two to learn. And I think them guys really succeeded more when they had somebody to, to, to look after and watch, you know right. what I'm saying, learn from. But I do like Kenny Pickett, played five years mm-hmm. in college, right? Mm-hmm. So he's not your, your typical rookie quarterback. He's, he's what, 26, 27? A, a great example, right? Hold up. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's not your typical rookie quarterback. Right. He's older, right? right? Transferred and all that. So I look at this dude, Kenny Pickett, man. I think that he's 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 super smart with the pit, obviously, right? And everybody made this big thing about his hands being small. Because right? he had to play with gloves. Check this out. Every all the best now play with gloves. But hold on, hold on real, real quick. They, they talk about the, the who the, plays with gloves. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Tom, Tom Brady plays with gloves. 
Sometimes. What? Tom Brady played with see, Tom Brady plays with gloves. I played with the kid. On his shit. left, on his on his left hand. On both, depending on how cold it is. Yeah, yes, that's that's him. That's, come Rock, on. Rock for years, Rossenberger. All the best quarterbacks play with gloves. Uh Manning played with gloves. A the, Teddy the, the Teddy group. two gloves. So listen, what I'm saying is they, they talk about how when a guy's hands are small, when it gets cold, right? It's hard to grip the ball. I remember when um Rex Ryan, I said, yo, Rex. Let's go get Vic. You know what right now we're listening to uh, Shady McCoy talk about quarterbacks right now, but keep going. Quarterbacks with tiny I said, hands. I said, uh, <laughs> I said, Rex, go get Vic. Like he's on the market. He still can play. Ah, oh, but you know his hands are small when it gets cold, et cetera, et cetera. But but this kid, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Let, let's you. We talking about Baker Mayfield right now with Shady McCoy. Also, we're talking about your guy at Pitt, but you just yeah, said Pickett. something else. Yeah, Kitty Pickett. But hold on. I'm you said Mike to, Vick. So you're the one that, that you're the reason that Mike Vick came? No, 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 no. I was in Buffalo at the time. Right. right? And I was like, yo, let's go get Vick. Now, I didn't okay. know in the making they were trying to get Tyrod. So younger, similar player. So I get it. I mean, he probably gave me an excuse. He didn't want to tell me no. Right. So he gave me an excuse about his hands being small and it gets cold. They, they're scared that when it's cold, their hands are small, they can't grip the ball, et cetera, et cetera. But this is my thing. Playing at the University of Pittsburgh, it's cold. <laughs> right. I don't care how big your hands is, it's freezing. So he's played in a cold weather environment right. and climate, and he's balled out. He right. had like 47 touchdowns, like, like seven picks. He was killing this year. 12,300 yards, 81 touchdowns last year, 43,000 yards, and four, well, 40, 40, 42 touchdowns. Omar, you just took the bait. You just took the bait. You didn't see what he just did? So we, get, we this is this. Hold on, no time out. This is our second night on Sirius XM. We're talking about the NFL draft. We got big names like uh, uh, Baker Mayfield could potentially be on the move. We're talking about our our own personal stories. What did he lead with? He 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 likes his pick guy. Can he pick it, bro? That's bias, bro. Said that's not fair to our listeners right now, bro. They they understand it. I mean, if you want to win, why not? Here's my here's my question that I have to to you veteran players who have played in the NFL. Now, your, your team, your franchise is obviously shopping and needs to upgrade a quarterback. That means you're not very good as a franchise, correct? Yep. Okay. Now, would you rather go with a Kenny Pickett, uh, Malik Willis, uh, Sam Howell, a Matt Corral, who are all guys who are projected to be top 50 picks, if not first-round picks, or would you rather take a Baker Mayfield, take a Sam Darnold, take a Jimmy G? As a wide receiver. Yep. Do you want the veteran player, even though you know the veteran player, he's high. He's limited. He's high. Or do you want the young guy that can be groomed, but you know you might have to go through a little bit of struggles? It's a great <laughs> question. Uh, for me, 13 years, and that was Omar Kelly, by the way, guys. Um, this is me, Brandon Marshall, a.k.a. The Beast. New listeners, new show. Um, look, I played on 13. I played in, in the NFL for 13 years. Had 17 quarterbacks throw me the ball, maybe even a couple more. We need to have you rank them one time for us, but not, not today. Okay, we'll get there. Here's my thing. It depends on the situation. Right. Right? So, like, you're talking about a young wide receiver. I think you go for the young – If okay, if, the, if this team has a group of wide receivers that's young, mm -hmm. then you go with the younger quarterback so they can grow together. Mm-hmm i.e. 2006, a different Bronco, Broncos draft, Jay Cutler, uh, 
first round and then they come back and they get Tony Scheffler and then myself and Dominique Hickson. Mm -hmm. We all had this vision of growing together and breaking so many records. Now Jay Cutler goes on and then we stay in Denver. You know, everybody goes their separate ways. All these other quarterbacks is coming into play. And now I'm aging. I want a veteran quarterback. Give me Jimmy G. Give me Jimmy G. That's I'm not going to take hold Baker on, Mayfield. That's who you want. Right now, right now, I would take Jimmy G over anybody in a draft. I, I like that, though. You know why? Because um, you, you know what you're getting, right? You're getting a winner, a, a proven guy that in the right situation, he can win. Only thing about guys like Sam Darnold, right? Only the guys like um, ba uh, Baker Mayfield. Guys like that, you know they're selling, right? So it's like if I have a team and I'm trying to get better, I could get a rookie, maybe get a coach. I look at a guy like Josh Allen. When I was in Buffalo, right, I said, this kid's going to be special as long as he gets some coaching. He went to Wyoming. I mean, how much coaching can you get there, right? <laughs> no, 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 seriously, though. When I seen him, I said, yo, this dude is 6'5", right? He's tough as nails. He ain't no chump, right? He'll run you over, run past you. He's fast. He got a big cannon arm. He could go, go deep, throw was, deep. Wasn't accurate early, though. Right, and that's part of coaching. You know what I mean? Your drops, your steps, your footwork, all that type of things you can work on. So I get a guy with this type of talent. We had, had didn't have really a lot of good coaching. You get him some coaching, you know what I'm saying? He could be a, a really good player. Where so so where Baker, Mayfield, you know what you're getting. Where Sam Darnold, you well, know what you're getting. So you Look, want Malik Willis. You want the Liberty quarterback no, 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 with no, the cannon. Okay. I want the other guy. Oh, oh you, you want Teddy Pickett. <laughs> That's right. You, 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 you want small hands. Okay, I got it. I got it. I want a baller. I don't want well, here, here's yeah, the deal. Like that, that was a really good question, uh, guys. Look, we're talking about the NFL draft. It's NFL draft night. We got Pac-Man going to chime in on the second hour. Um, he's there live. You know, we don't know what we're going to get from Pac. He could be sitting down with your guy from Pitt. He could be sitting down with the number one overall pick. We'll see. But we'll get his story. Uh, going back to the conversation, your question, oh, you know, the reason why I want the veteran quarterback, right? Because you go into the draft and some of the, these these guys that we 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 bet big on, but Ryan Leaf, I don't want another Ryan Leaf. I don't want mm. another Jamarcus Russell. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't want another uh, Todd Marinucci. Right? Jake Locker. I don't want them guys. Right. DJ Manuel. Yeah, did, we did can you keep going. Andre Weir. Did you play with EJ Shady? Yes. Yeah, it, I, I play with EJ. Um, Tim Couch. He wasn't. He wasn't the starter at the time, you know what I mean? Uh, Tyrod was. But when you're in the draft, right, it's hard to win championships without a quarterback. That's why all these people reach so much to get a good quarterback. But I feel like when you got a guy you already know about, see, the thing is, it's called tape, right? If I had any questions about Baker Mayfield, I could go watch tape. Right. I look at a guy like Carson Wentz. Everybody's like, why does he keep getting opportunities? Because there's something that Wentz, when they watch his tape, even with the bad, right? They say, you know what? I, I can coach him. I can fix that because he has enough talent where he could do this pretty good, that pretty good. They're always trying to find ways to fix something. But Baker Mayfield, I don't. I mean, I what, mean what can you fix? Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all talking like Baker Mayfield is trash? He played last year with a with a, with a separated shoulder. Or he led a team to the <laughs> championship. He led a team to a playoff win in Cleveland the year before. Cleveland hadn't won a playoff game in what two decades. We give him all. see that's the problem, man. The problem with all these players, you know, like like him, Kaepernick, all these guys, like they love to give these dudes credit, right? When they're like the last part of the office or the team. I'm okay. just being honest. Touché. Touché. When we go to, when they go to a game, the defense is like yo, 
how what coverage do we have to run so we can stop Baker Mayfield? That doesn't happen, <laughs> right? Some dudes have Frank Gore, right, in the backfield with a, with a, a super offensive line, line, right, right, running game with a fast tight end, Vernon Davis, and then these dudes had an all-American defense. We can put our defense out there first. We put the running running game out there second, and then the third we're gonna try to throw the ball. So dudes like him, right? From the Caps and, and the Baker Mayfield, like them dudes, like stop giving them credit because they win right. games. Well, we're gonna the listen. Parts. Listen, we're gonna talk about Cap in the next segment, but let me push back on you on Baker, Baker Baker Mayfield. I think you're wrong with Baker on Baker. Here's why: to, my only problem with Baker is that the humility, right? Because I do believe quarterbacks can develop. He gets in his in his own way. He does. That's the problem. Baker Mayfield can easily be in the right system. This was the perfect system for him. Kevin Stefanski, what you said, you got a running game and you got wide receivers. Bro, you're not the superstar. Humble yourself and then also protect the ball. Ball security is job security, yours and mine. If Baker Mayfield understands that he's not the superstar, if Baker Mayfield understands that, listen, I don't have to go be Brett Favre and gun it. He can be, is he going to be a top 10 quarterback? No, but can he be a quarterback that can actually lead a team that got a good defense. Like, like a runner. Starter, you mean like a starter talking about? Yes. So we're, we're in a draft, a, right? A facilitator. But the but the, the draft today, right? Yep. So if we look back, right, this guy was acting like he was Brett Favre at the, at the draft, right? <laughs> but real, real quick, though. So when you break it down, right, and that draft list is a quarterback-driven uh, draft. Yes. If you if you look at it right now, right? He was the first overall I would put pick. Josh or Lamar, Lamar, however you want to put one or two, however you, you want to do it, because everybody loves, you know, each yeah. player. The third quarterback would be Baker. Oof. Probably Baker. Probably Baker. Baker Darnold. It's like uh, No, it's not, it's not Darnold. It's, like, uh, it's not Darnold. They're the same guy. It, hold on. It's they're not they're, Darnold. They're the same guy, right? They're the same guy. And actually one picked up, but then they pick up on um, Darnold's um 50, it, okay. So anyway, and then the other one was Josh Ro- Rosen, right? That's right. But Oof. but Oof. everybody knows for, for sure. Everybody knows for sure it was. Baker Mayfield to be number one. Now when yeah. you look back, it's like, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, but, but it, 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 go ahead. It, it, it's funny that you, you Omar you, Kelly here, you, Shady you, McCoy. I am athlete tonight. By the way, Shady McCoy is rarely ever wrong. He, I'm like ninety six percent of the time right. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm I'm interested in the math, but if we if we look at Baker Mayfield, yes. Part of the appeal to Baker Mayfield when he came out in the 2018 draft was that he had that moxie. Yeah. He had that charisma. Mm-hmm. Now it's like kind of it now it's kind of the downfall. People are That's using right. it as, as the knock on Baker Mayfield because he's got too much personality. He's got too much of a diva in him. And we can't have a diva quarterback. And and all, both criticisms are fair, but we also have to account for the fact that, you know. He led. He led his team to an eleven-five record and a playoff win in two thousand and twenty. Yes, yeah, better. Yes, I know it was a running game. It was the defense. That's right. But the next year he came back and played. The team was falling apart. His shoulder was was banged up. I mean, we all know again. Who- again, but here's my thing with that, bro. <clears throat> sit down. It's also stop chirping at the fans. Be a pro, like that moxie and that edge and that flair, and he'll learn this. This is why I said there's still chance for him. Yeah, you'll learn that, bro. When it's bad, shut your mouth and lead the right way. Okay, he needs to humble himself. He needs to continue to develop. He has, but he Brandon, has the moxie, the flair, and he has some skill where he can lead a a really good defense with a running game. How many years did it take you to learn that, though? It took me about five. 
Busted Open is your daily home for all things pro wrestling. Join Dave LaGreca, WWE Hall of Famers, Bully Ray and Mark Henry, and hardcore wrestling legend Tommy Dreamer. Dave LaGreca here. From WWE to AEW, Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, and more, we talk it all. Whether you grew up watching Ric Flair or Stone Cold Steve Austin, Busted Open is your place for pro wrestling. Busted Open, Mondays through Saturdays at 9 a.m. East on Fight Nation, Sirius XM Channel 156. Oh, man, what an amazing start to I Am Madly tonight. Uh, we're breaking news. <laughs> we got uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown first. Man, this is legendary, dudes. This is. Do you understand big. how big this is? Big. Real big. Like, my, my man literally just got traded last night. And I believe, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, this may be the first interview he's doing. And it's what I am athlete tonight. We really appreciate you for coming on, Hollywood Brown. Marquise Hollywood Brown, let me put your whole name out there. Um, I, if, if Sorry, Brendan, I'm going to go ahead and set this off. I mean... Just, just tell us the emotions as a player, right? No, 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 no. Time out. Stop, stop, dudes. No, we can jump right into it. Okay. What happened? What there happened? There it is. Well, that's <laughs> what I was about to ask, but you just want to get straight to it, huh? <laughs> get straight to it. What happened, bro? I mean, you grew up with Lamar Jackson. Y'all yeah. brothers, y'all walk into the stadium together. You know, y'all have this legendary uh, tradition and routine. You know what I mean? I don't know if you pick him up, he picks you up. You know, how do you guys go from that to now you being traded to the Arizona Cardinals? Um, it was just some, like, my my happiness. I mean, I talked to Lamar about it, you know, after my second year. And, you know, then I, after my third year leading up to the end of the season, you know, he wasn't playing. You know, I, I let him know again, like, yeah, bro, I can't do it. And, you know, it's not really on Lamar. Like, I love Lamar. It was just, you know, it's just the system wasn't for me personally. You know, I love all my teammates. You know, I love the guys. But it was just, you know, something I had to think about for myself. And, you know, the, the Ravens, did. we both handled it the right way. You know, I didn't go out and make anything public. You know, I just kept it kept it in-house, kept working. And, you know, it all it all worked out. So let me so, get this right, Marquise uh, Brown. You're, you're saying that you – you did go and ask for a trade because I know it was out on the Ravens website last night. We hadn't heard it, you know, this offseason. So you specifically asked the Ravens for a trade. Yeah, I asked them for a trade after the season. Okay, so what, what was it about the system that just wasn't clicking for you that didn't mesh? Why did you feel like you needed to, to be traded and go, go somewhere else? Uh, I was just, I mean, the situations I was put in a lot of times. I mean, like as a receiver, me, even in college, I didn't catch as many balls. But the situations I was put in, I, you know, I was put in situations that could help me thrive. And I just felt, you know, times times throughout my career there, I wasn't put in the best situations. And it was just something that I was dealing with. Um, but, you know, I never complained. You know, I just kept, you know, for Lamar, I'm just keep working, bro. Let's get the Super Bowl. Let's get the Super Bowl. And even to this day, I know the Ravens, they're, they're, they're going to be where they need to be because of Lamar Jackson. So it was one of those things that, like, like I feel like they didn't, they didn't need me. Like, y'all going to be in the situation with the scheme they, they run, they're going to be in a good situation regardless. Right. So it was, it was one of those things that I just wanted to get to a situation, you know, where I could be happy and that I can contribute the way I know I, I can. Right. I mean, come on, dudes. You know this, man. I'm a wide receiver. Bro, I'm with you. You know what I'm saying? I know Baltimore is an amazing city, an amazing organization here. Great things uh, about both. 
You know, but at the end of the day, man, we get paid to catch the ball. You know, Greg Roman, phenomenal with the run game, phenomenal what he does. And even, uh, you know, obviously, Lamar, you just talk highly of Lamar, you know, so there's nothing there. But at the end of the day, like, when you see – and tell me if this comes into play for you because I knew it did for me, right? Sitting there, watching all the games and all the action. You know, we keep up with everybody else in the league, right? You mm-hmm. see Jamar Chase. You see Justin Jefferson. You see all the – Tyreek Hill. You see these guys performing at an extremely high level, catching 10 balls a game, going for over 100 yards a game, two touchdowns. How did that make you feel – uh, and did that play a, a role in you saying, you know what, I think there's more out there for me? Uh, definitely. I mean, I, you know, I look and, you know, I'll get to the playoffs. You know, they use me how I'm supposed to be used. I go for 100-yard games, and then I'm like, okay, this, this this should lead on. Then I go games where, you know, we're losing. They wait till like, the third or the fourth, start getting me the ball. I help the team win. Then I go to the following game and not get the ball. So it it was just one of those things, like as a mind a mind thing, like it, it I'm too much of a competitor to to not get the ball to the fourth. Like I'm too right. much a competitor to not help my team till we down and out, and then it's like, all right, here we go. But it was one of those things, like definitely. I mean, I train with a lot of guys. A lot of guys got respect for me. A lot of guys come to me for advice when they when they be putting up more <laughs> yards and stats than me. So it's just like, I'm like, man, I might as well just try to, you know, I'm young, try to just go somewhere. You know, I love Kyler. You know, that's one of my best friends. And I'm, you know, I'm fortunate, you know, to go there and learn from Hop and, you know, have a good group of guys around me. And it's going to be fun. What do you fun. mean best friend? What do you mean friend? Where, how did that happen? You can uh, only you have know, one best friend. You can only have one best friend. It can't be Lamar Jackson and uh, nah, Kyler Murray. I, I got, I got four four real close, close friends. And it's, it's uh, Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson is two of them. This is I Am Athlete Tonight, Leger Doosable with Brandon Marshall. Really appreciate Marquise Hollywood-Brown talking to us, fresh off getting just traded to the Arizona Cardinals. And that was a perfect segue. You talked about Kyler Murray. I know you got history with him. Um, when the Ravens and you talked about this trade, did you kind of get to choose where you wanted to go? And Kyler Murray in your history with him, did did that have a, you know, a play in why, you know, you were able to get traded to the Arizona Cardinals? I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I told him, you know, I would like to go to the Cardinals. Uh, I think the Chiefs were in play, the Packers made a, Chiefs and Chiefs and Packers made a play towards the end. And, you know, Cardinals, you know, they came through and they, they came and got me. So I'm very fortunate to them and, you know, thank God every day. But, yeah, it was definitely one of those things me and Kyler wanted to uh, get back and play together. Does that mean that the Cardinals threw the biggest bag when you say they made a play, but the Cardinals stepped up? And if they did, uh, like, what, 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 come on, give us some breaking news. What's this contract going to be like? Because you know Adam Schefter going to get it. Is it a four-year, five-year? Come on, give us a little bit of detail, bro. Nah, I ain't even, I ain't even you know, getting no contract details, really, because – I want to really showcase what I can do first. So it, it's not even no thing where, like, I was looking to get paid. You know, that was going around like, oh, I'm holding out because I want to get paid. It's not even nothing like that. Like, I've been broke before. You know, I've been – I ain't looking – I'm not looking to break the bank right now. I'm looking to get to a situation where, you know, I could thrive and, and have fun. Marquise, you, you talked about uh, Kyler Murray being one of your best friends. Just talk about your relationship with him going back – 
to Oklahoma? Like, why was Arizona on the top of your list? Was it because you have that rapport with Kyler Murray going back to college? Or is it because of the friendship you have? And, and then also, uh, two-part, with DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green, you know, being there with you, what do you think this offense can be when you're at, at the Arizona Cardinals this year with Kyler Murray at the helm? Uh, uh Definitely. I mean – me and Kyler, it, it goes uh, friendship and chemistry rise. I mean, he was my host when I visited Oklahoma. You know, I wasn't a starter when I got there, and he wasn't a starter, so we worked together through my time there. I didn't start really playing with Baker till halfway through my first season. And then, you know, I got with Kyler my second season, and we talked every day. Like, we didn't play on the same team. We talked every day. We played video games together. I mean, we've been in – we do a lot of stuff together, so – it was just it was just one of those things like, you know, if I can if if I have to leave Lamar Jackson, I would want to go to another guy that I know. And, you know, it was it was Kyler. So let me ask this question. You know, there's a lot of conversation around Kyler Murray over the last six, seven months or so. Um, you know, he scrubbed his Instagram page from all Cardinal stuff. And, um, you know, now it's about like he wants to be there long term. He wants a contract. You know, does it does it scare you a little bit that you're coming over, believing that you're 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 rekindling this with Kyler Murray, but he could potentially, you know, be on the outs in, in a year? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't think he's gonna be out. I mean, I, I think they're gonna get it done. Um, they love him; he loves it there. I think they'll get it done. That's good. That's good. Earlier, we we talked about you know you not getting enough catches in Baltimore and your re and your reasons for leaving. You felt like you weren't being used properly until the playoffs, right? Well, now you're going to a system that has one of the top receivers in the league in DeAndre Hopkins, who gets a high target share. Is that a concern, right? Because you know you were essentially the guy at the Ravens, and you you know maybe weren't comfortable in the way the offense was, and it didn't really highlight your skill set. But now you could potentially be the number two guy in Arizona. I mean, does that play in your head as far as maybe not getting enough targets because you know DeAndre Hopkins gets the ball so much? No, like I said, I was never, even in college, I was never a high target guy. It was how I was used, how I was utilized. I'm really excited to play with Hop, and it's going to be, it's going to be crazy, you know, because I've been facing, you know, the number one corners. I've been getting the clouds. So I'm really excited, <laughs> you know, to be, a, be able to, you know, help relieve stress off of him and, and come in and I feel like we're going to have a high-powered offense. I feel like it's going to be a pick-your-poison type of thing. Goals, bro. We got a couple more questions. We got, we'll got. we let you go because we know you're going to – you're in Arizona now and you're going to do your press conference. I think the car is out there waiting for you. So thank you so much for giving us this time. My, my, my next question for you is goals. Like what's your goals uh, going into this season in a new situation, new uniform? Uh, my goal is always is to stay healthy, you know, God willing. I want to stay healthy. I want to be able to um, really contribute and help take team to the Super Bowl. Like, I never, I never, my whole life, I never really put statistic goals out there because I know God blessed me enough. If, I was, if I'm going to stay healthy, you know, I can accomplish anything I want to accomplish. So that's really my main goal. Have you uh, talked to head coach Cliff Kingsbury specifically and how he plans to use your skill set? Because I know that's something that's important to you. You know, you talked about relieving some of the pressure off of DeAndre Hopkins, but you specifically, like, has he talked about how he's going to specifically use you? No, we didn't really get to talk much. I mean, he recruited me coming out of uh, college, uh, of the Canyons, 
and, you know, played against them at Texas Tech. So I'm, I'm pretty sure you got a good idea. So, Les, well, I got two more questions. Um, this, this one is one. This is 1A, 1B. Okay. Um, your message to the Ravens fans. And then after that, um, what's your message to the Cardinals fans? Give you an opportunity to address both organizations and, and fan bases. Uh, yeah. My message to the uh, Ravens fans is I got nothing but love to the Ravens fans, to the Ravens organization, to my brothers that I play with. Um, nothing but love. And I know that you guys going to do great things. And looking forward to, you know, playing y'all, playing y'all whenever, you know, if it God willing Super Bowl and to the uh Cardinals, you know, I'm excited. I mean, I'm ready to get this thing going. Um, feel like we're gonna be high powered uh and try to bring Super Bowl, you know, to Arizona. Awesome. All right, well, I got the last one, dudes. We're gonna let go you ahead. go, man. Um, look, man, you know, I gotta drop dudes is the more corporate one, you know, Hollywood. <laughs> and you know me, man. I yeah. got one foot out and one foot in, right? So I got to get a little messy to end it, man. You, you, we talk about Lamar, but Lamar tweet, you know, what the, you know, what the hell? And, you know, you, we know what he said. It, it seemed like he was shocked, bro. I, his feelings, bro, you got to send him some flowers. You got to send him some, I don't know, bro. Like, you got to send him something to make him feel better, bro, because it, it seemed like he was surprised about last night. And to me, you know, I, I think that, like, I feel like the quarterback should always be in the know, but it seems like he was surprised. Nah, he wasn't surprised. He wasn't surprised. Okay, so this is a okay, conversation okay. that you guys already had. I do yeah, have yeah. one more view on mine, Hollywood, and, and, and this is going back to the Ravens. Like, I know you said during the playoffs, it seemed like you got an uptick and they were getting you the ball the way you wanted to. Were there any conversations between you, the coaches, the front office, as far as your usage, like how – you would be like how you would like to be used in the offense. Um, that way, a situation like this would have never occurred. Yeah, uh, definitely. Plenty of times. And it was one of those situations where it wasn't even always about me. It was about the room. I feel like we had high power guys. Like for the first time, I'm like, yo, we got guys, guys in the receiver room. And they're looking at me and I'm like, so I'll be the one to say something, man. But every time I say something, it's like they're trying to paint me as the selfish one when I'm speaking for the group. So I really just kind of started just keeping it to myself and was like bottling it in. I'm like, yeah, I just, I'm going to go ahead and try to go somewhere else. Appreciate All right, bro. You, man, best of luck yeah. in Arizona, my guy. Appreciate y'all. Thank you. Want more I Am Athlete tonight? This your boy B. Marshall. If so, you can get a new episode every night by subscribing to the main I Am Athlete Tonight podcast feed. We're on Mad Dog Sports Radio every weeknight, 7 and 9 Eastern. However, if you can't catch us live or you just want to hear the show again, you can always catch us on App or Stitcher or however you get your podcast. I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. you XM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? 
also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.